Ladies and gents, boys and girls from around the world, welcome back to another episode of In the Huddle EP 261. And it's time to have some fun, as I always do here on this mic. Y'all know how I do. Y'all know how I rock. Tick tock. The time is ticking. And it's time to get it in because we win it. Ladies and gentlemen, we trending right now. Okay. On TikTok, whatever that app is. You know, I'm not really a social media guy. Quite frankly, I hate social media. But, you know, because of this, you know, podcasting endeavors that we trying to do, you know, your boy's stuck with the with the socials, you know, even though I'm in and out. But, you know, trending. Okay, cool. I guess that means something. But like and subscribe, okay, to the channel and follow us everywhere, you know, um, in the huddle. Sports Radio on Apple, Spotify, Real Little TV on TikTok and YouTube. And let's make it do what it do. We got good content coming out. We've been pushing out good content coming out. So um, definitely get up on that. Might as well join the train while the train is still moving. You know, so you could sit there and say, I was there from the beginning before this podcast blew up. Because indeed, you got to speak it and receive it, brother. So let it be written. So let it be done. Lil Shadamas on the mic. I am ready today, and we got a loaded show. We talking NBA. We talking NFL. Can't you tell? It's going down. So without further ado, before I even pass the mic, I do have a couple announcements. It's actually shout-outs, okay? I want to shout-out my dad, and I want to shout-out my niece. It's birthday today, both of them. So, you know, um, glad to see them doing good, and, um, you know, I wish them many, many more. And, you know, listen, you always got to shout-out the birthdays. You feel me? Because it's a special day best believe it even though when it comes to my birthday people have to tell me when it's my birthday because i don't even pay attention to that oh it's your birthday today oh i you know you know but shout out to my niece shout out to my dad and without further ado i'm gonna pass this mic over to my co-jose let's play what's up hey definitely you know first and foremost happy birthday to papa lil and uh the niece that, that's, that's beautiful to say the least oh uh, hey it rhymed i didn't even think that was gonna happen <laughs> uh you know uh, it's a beautiful day today it's, it's 80 degrees a little bit a little bit a little bit warmer maybe uh, it's something that we haven't seen in a while, but you know, once it starts heating up, the sports world heats up as well. There's a lot of news out there. Just read a couple of things this morning talking about how uh, the Pacers and the Suns possibly are going to be uh, making that trade soon. A into the um, Suns, I mean to the oh, excuse me, the Pacers. That'll be interesting to see. You know, there's a lot of things happening. You know, but at the end of the day, I'm always in paradise, and I can't wait to talk some sports today. I'm always looking forward to these episodes, and I'm um, right now. I'm locked in, ready to go. So, Lil, whenever you're ready. You know, that's a very interesting tape because I saw it earlier today. And I'm saying to myself, well, it looks like Zay's trade package is probably not going to be likely because once A and go to the Pacers, now that deal that didn't really look that lucrative to me, but more so to you, now that's definitely not lucrative. So you can kiss, um, if that happens, you can kiss Kevin Durant to the Suns goodbye. And we'll see what else team is willing to pay because right now the Nets are playing hardball. Okay, now they might have to lower that offer in order to get a deal done. We'll see if they do or we see if there's a desperate team out there that's just so desperate that they're willing to pounce on the MVP known as Kevin Durant, former MVP known as Kevin Durant and NBA Finals MVP and two finals to be exact to his name. All right, so the Lakers would need to send out a first-round pick in the Kyrie Irving trade. Should the Lakers be all in for Kyrie Irving? It's clear that the Nets are playing hardball, okay, and they want a first-round pick. Listen, if you send the Russ over here, give me a first-round pick. So let me answer the question here. 
Look, I, I think Kyrie Irving will end up on L.A. Um, to answer the question, should they go all in for Kyrie Irving? Um, I guess so. Um, the reason why is because right now the Lakers, when you look at it from both sides, the Lakers are the only suitors for Kyrie Irving, right, from a both sides perspective. Because um, when you look at Kyrie Irving, he's actually on his way to being blackballed in the NBA. Nobody wants a guy. You know, you can argue political views or, you know, things and whatnot and availability, whatever that is. Right. So he's on his way to being blackballed. Nobody wants Kyrie Irving right now. So clear Kyrie Irving's best shot at playing basketball again, at least in America, is on L.A. All right. So that's one side of it. Another side, too, you can argue the Lakers are desperate to move on from Russell Westbrook because they see what I've been saw before they even made the move. Which is, that's not a good fit. With LeBron James, it was never going to work. And they realized that. And they're trying to get off that and get rid of him. Now, me personally, I think the best fit for Kyrie Irving, and it's not more schematically, just more so about addition by subtraction, will be the Mavs. Okay, because they lost Jalen Brunson, another guy that can create his own offense on the floor to help Luka the Don out. Now you're losing that. You're not replacing that yet. Okay, so a guy like Kyrie Urban, I think will be better there. And plus also, you know, when the 45th variant come out, you know, of COVID-19 because it's on its way there, you know, and they have these mandates again, New York and California is going to be the first ones because, you know, when laws come into effect, those are generally the two states that enforce those laws. So you will want to keep them out of L.A., um, I would assume, because now you're having a part two of what we already just went through. In Brooklyn. So I think the Mavericks being in Texas, Texas is more on the lenient side. Okay. They preparing for the apocalypse down there. They're not worried about COVID down there. Okay. So yeah, you know, you got dudes out there building underground bunkers. I'm preparing for the apocalypse, bro. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think over there will be a better fit for Kyrie Irving. But nevertheless, I do think the Lakers should be all in because they need to get rid of Russell Westbrook because it's clear it's not going to work. And when you pair LeBron James and Kyrie Irving, everybody saw. It worked before. They won a championship, dummy. Okay, they won a championship together. And um, I think they complement each other pretty well. Look, even though Kyrie Irving is listed as a point guard, I don't think he's a point guard. He's not a point guard. He doesn't get others involved. That's not his game to look for the open man. LeBron James played with a sixth sense. He can find and smell when guys are open. So I think they could take turns facilitating the offense, right? Take turns doing it. You know, one minute, LeBron James will pull the ball up, up the floor. The next minute, Kyrie Irving could do the same. They could switch up, and Kyrie Irving could play a lot of shooting guard, just like when James Harden was over there in Brooklyn, and he could operate freely, creating his own offense over there. So, yeah, I think it will work better for that team. I think I'm not guaranteeing a championship with Kyrie Irving coming over there, but I think it will put them in a better predicament and put them more so, I won't say in the driver's seat, but in the trunk to try to win a championship. Little Shadamas on the mic. I think, you know, the Lakers should send out that first-round pick for Kyrie Irving trade due to the fact the Lakers are not looking to build through the draft. And I think that's important to understand with trading for Kyrie Irving because they're more worried about winning championships right now than the future of their franchise down the line. So with that being said, you trade Kyrie Irving with the, I mean, excuse me, you trade Russell Westbrook with the first-round pick for Kyrie Irving because it does one of two things. One, it lets LeBron James know that you you want him on his team and you want him to continue leading this franchise. On top of that, you give him weapon weaponry and Kyrie Irving to pair up with AD to possibly 
push for a finals appearance in the Western Conference, which will be very tough because you have a lot of teams that's in the fray with um, the Memphis Grizzlies having a great uh, season with the Gold State Warriors showing their dominance again with the potential of what the Mavericks could be or could do with what they showed us in the past season. Um, adding Kyrie Irving gives them another arsenal. Um, the issue with that is when you're potentially thinking about trading Russell Westbrook, you're getting rid of the idea that you're going to have some cap space next season. Because if you do bring in Kyrie Irving, there's a possibility it'll be a sign-in trade where he'll get um, an extension and then he gets traded over, opposed to you just getting rid of um, Westbrook's contract, which is $46 million in cap space next season. Um, so that'll be something that's interesting to play in to see what the Lakers will do. Because um, maybe if they don't get Kyrie Irving, you know, you have Westbrook and you have Kyrie Irving potentially both free agents next season. So the Lakers will still be able to bring in Kyrie next offseason for probably a cheaper bag, maybe 15, 20 million a year, probably not the full 36 or 37 he's getting paid currently. And then they're still able to add role players to the roster that desperately needs more talent on on this on this uh, team, of course. So I think that's the that's the big debate right now in that front office because like, yeah, we need talent right now. We want to compete right now. But Westbrook's contract comes off the books at the end of the season. And then on top of that, we skip off draft pick and we still may be able to get Kyrie Irving since we're the only team potentially looking to sign him on our team in the offseason. So I think that's like the biggest debate right now when the Lakers are considering that trade for Kyrie Irving. And also, when you talk about Russell Westbrook, I mean, he's got the support from the head coach, Dorian Ham. Like, literally, he got the support from the guy. He was at the introductionary press conference there, the one in attendance. So, I don't know if they're all on the same page there because you've got the coach picking him up. Maybe he's trying to pick up the trade value. You know, this is sports we're talking about here. You know, anything could happen. Somebody could say one thing the next minute and you on a first place smoking somewhere else. So, I, I'm not sure if they're on the same page. I'm not even sure the front office want to do it. Because a report came out a couple of days ago that they're not all in. And that's where the biggest question for me lies is, okay, last offseason, LeBron James and Anthony Davis knocked on the door. Hello, who is it? Come in. It's me, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. What's up? Oh, I want y'all to bring in Russell Westbrook. You know, I want to play with Russell Westbrook. I think he will make our team a very compelling team to win a championship. LeBron James, are you sure about this? I'm not sure about the fit, bro. Listen, man, I'm LeBron James, bro. Okay, I can win with anybody. I will make the move. Now, we already know that move actually tore the franchise apart and ended up becoming a disaster. Is the front office going to trust LeBron James' input again? And Anthony Davis again because we saw it in Brooklyn. Oh, give me my coach, Steve Nash. Oh, give me my player, um, DeAndre Jordan. He still got something left in the tank. Give me my boy over here. Give me James Harden. And then it came to a point where it's like, all right, man, shut this shit down, bro. Get out of here. I I'm trading you. Now we got to put a stop to it. Because even though player empowerment is known in the NBA today, and we talked about it to start up our show, we starting to see a little pullback now. We starting to see these, the manhoods of the front office saying, you know what, man, I'm not trying to get fleeced by my own athlete anymore. Is the Lakers going to sit there with all the things Kyrie Irving comes with? You know, it is what it is, God, with the whole stuff that's going on right now and the pandemic and him being unavailable. That's a politic into it right there for some. So are they going to take LeBron James input again and say, all right, I'm going to sacrifice a pick that, yeah, it may seem like I don't need. But when 2029 comes around and we straight garbage, then I'm going to be like, I wish I had it. I don't know.
So that that'll be the interesting debate, you know, because I think the Lakers and um the most at least the Lakers recently they they went away with get, um acquiring their draft picks and and big, bigging them up, you know. At one point, you have to remember they had Lonzo Ball, they had Julius Randle, they had Kyle Kuzma, they had Brandon Ingram, they had Jordan Clarkson, they had D'Angelo Russell. All these guys who wind up being some some sort of impact on on their respective teams currently or in the past. So when we talk about what what they had at one point with the draft picks, it seems like they're going away with that. They're going they're going more for we need talent now and we're willing to trade for those guys in this current in this current moment. Because if the if the Lakers were really worried about their future, they would get rid of um Anthony Davis for draft picks for their future. Because Anthony Davis comes with a boatload of draft picks. You talk about um Westbrook, you know, trading for Kyrie, you wouldn't worry about that because Westbrook gives you um, um cap space, so you're not gonna go and trade. Uh, you're not gonna go and even ponder trading for um um Kyrie Irving if you're worried about your future and your draft picks, and you're worried about your cap your cap space situation. So I think when you look at the Lakers, I don't think they're too worried about the 2029 season because that's seven years away. Now down all the way down the line, we're talking about oh we want to win championships now. We're, we're we're talking about winning championships or being in a championship conversation from year of years on end. So I think that's something that that's more on their mind opposed to them thinking about the future. I think it's more of a play to try to get Kyrie for cheaper because they know the Nets are desperate to get him off the team because they feel like he's a cancer and they feel like he's um trying to make poisoning the team on uh, Steve Nash and on his coaching and all those other stuff. Like even Cam Thomas in the summer league, he had a little interview Wednesday. Um, the interviewer, the person I was interviewing, uh, Cam Thomas. But they mentioned Steve Nash and Steve Nash I and mean, Cam Thomas just chuckled. He was like, "Yeah, it is what it is." Like they're already downplaying what Steve Nash does as a coach. So that's something that's good, probably toxic. And I'm not saying Kyrie Irving is the person doing it, but the uh, media is all point pinpointing that Kyrie Irving has uh, downplayed Steve Nash as a coach. And it seems like it um it kind of trickled down to the other players on the roster saying that Steve Nash is really not a good coach at all. And that's the thing, because you can sit here and say, you know, I'll sacrifice the picks and things of that nature. But the reality is Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving hasn't played a lot of games in the last couple of seasons. Guy was hurt. Kyrie Irving only played about 103 games the last three seasons. So by making that move to play devil's advocate, you know what I'm saying? Like now you got two guys that are known not to be available. Listen, Anthony Davis is walking glass, bro. I'm sorry to say the guys are walking glass. The NBA schedule. Don't do you no favors with the long season. Like I said, they need to chop some of that down. They don't do you no favors over there. And now you got injury-prone dudes because Kyrie Irving is another one that's injury-prone. Yeah, I think you go, you know, you make the move because you, you need to, even though I think the real move they should make is tearing this joint down and trading away LeBron James and Anthony Davis, as I said on the record so many times, to get the capital to build this thing back up and save what will be them being in the basement in the NBA in the future. But since they want to go all in, I kind of got to give them, uh, you know, like a like a philosopher, right? I want to go all in. I'm your agent. All right, cool. Yeah, all right. This is what you should do to go all in. And that's bringing in Kyrie Irving. So you got to add Kyrie in there. You know he could score. You know he's box office. You got AD who, when he's healthy and playing at the top of his game, one of the most dominant bigs we've seen in the game. And, you know, LeBron paired with those two guys, I think will be a dominant trio for the Lakers and possibly, like I said, uh, Western Conference Finals team. The key is when. I heard a lot of wins. When Kyrie Irving is on the floor. When Anthony Davis is healthy. I don't know. That's a lot of wins, bro. The five W's. I'm not, I'm not even about to go there. Ladies and gentlemen, okay, the Nets said that they will not deal Kyrie Irving until they get rid of Kevin Durant. 
So if there's a deal to be done involving Kyrie Irving and the Los Angeles Lakers, it will be on the back end. 